Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We're live with the Thursday morning edition. Welcome one, welcome all to the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Your host, Kevin Parker. Going through some hot takes today. I put out a tweet. I put out uh, a call on Reddit as well for your hot takes for the 2020 college football season, the 2020 Michigan State season, I should say. Uh, I'm going to save mine for next week because next week we have the superlatives. Coming up next week, we have the full Big Ten predictions, which I I actually just did. I went through every single game and predicted every game on the Big Ten schedule and and saw where that shook up. And there's some interesting picks on there for sure. Um, And of course, we'll get to MSU's prediction. We'll go kind of game by game of of how I saw this thing playing out. Um, the, The eight games that we have scheduled, as well as my predicted ninth game uh, of the season we'll get to all of that next week and and some hot takes might be included there so I'm going to save mine but I want to get to yours and I'm going to react to them live Um, there there was a a bunch of tweets there was a bunch of uh, responses on reddit as well Um, and I kind of skimmed through them I I really didn't want to read them all in detail because I wanted the reaction to be as genuine as possible. So I, I really haven't gone through all of these. Um, so we're, we're going to have some fun with that. Uh, whoever has responded to Twitter or Reddit, if you're on the Reddit Michigan State page, it's The Only Colors. So just search The Only Colors on Reddit. I'm actually uh, a moderator for that subreddit, but uh, we we sent that out on Reddit as well. So uh, if you're looking for some more Michigan State content, some more Michigan State discussion, uh, that's a good place for it. So we'll get to all of that. First, we do have some news on the recruiting trail. Uh, Mel Tucker picked up another commitment to the 2021 class. A.J. Kirk, defensive back out of Ohio. And this is one that, I didn't see coming. I I don't think many people saw it coming. It kind of popped up out of nowhere. But, man, offers from Arizona State, Florida, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, and Purdue. Uh, this was a kid that people clearly wanted. Again, from Ohio, uh, we, we took him right out of uh, Ryan Day's backyard there. So that's 
man, that's huge. Uh, the when you look at the uh, forecasts on uh, rivals, you had three publishers all had him going to Ohio State, and you had one publisher going to Michigan. There was nobody that had him at Michigan State. This this kind of popped up out of nowhere again. So, man, you watch the tape, and this kid can flat out play football. Man, he's a he's a sure tackler. He he can really do some damage with the ball in his hands on the offensive side. So this is an awesome commitment. This is a guy that I really expect to to possibly make an impact right away next year. So really excited for AJ Kirk to join this 2021 class, um, a class that's and it's coming together uh, again. We've we've talked about it before. Uh, th- this class just keeps on, uh, you know, adding good players, and, and that's all you can really ask for at this stage of the game. Again, look, we've talked about it. Mel Tucker has come in late in this process, uh, has had a hard time really getting his foot in the, in the ground, so to speak in the recruiting sense. But, you know, Justin Thrind mentioned this on Twitter, and I think it's a, a good snapshot of where we're at. You have Rashawn Benny. He's a defensive tackle that's going to be set to commit here uh, next week. I think it's October 25th, whatever the date is today. I don't know. Um, should be, what, the day after our first game. So um, he's he's been leading Michigan this whole way, and that hasn't really changed a whole lot. But recently, Justin Thrind has, has lowered his confidence in that crystal ball pick. And he mentioned that between Rashawn Benny, between Donovan Edwards, between um, what's his name, the linebacker, Budden, Jamari Budden, that these were all guys that completely rode off Michigan State uh, under the former staff with Mark D'Antonio. They said they're not even considering Michigan State. Don't even bother trying to recruit them. Mel Tucker has come in. And not only flipped a couple of these guys or or been close to flipping a couple of these guys, but is is really showing his recruiting chops in that sense where, look, these were guys that just completely said, don't even bother recruiting me. I'm not coming to your school. And Mel Tucker has them listing them in the top four or, or has has them really considering, you know, Jamari Budden was back and forth between Penn State and Michigan State. So just an excellent job by this staff. I, I can't applaud them more. 15 commitments now to this date in the 2021 class. And, you know, you look at uh, Audric Estime, who is somebody who his rating is just going to keep going up, man. Through, what, three games, he's got like 700 yards and nine touchdowns or something. You know, you see something every Friday or Saturday about him just blowing it up over there in Jersey. Geno Vandemark, Charles Brantley, Ethan Boyd out of East Lansing, Tyson Watson. There are some really good players. Kevin Wigginton, of course, we we can't undersell what he's done recruiting for this class. Um, there's some players, man, and AJ Kirk is just another one of these guys who kind of flies under the radar. But when you turn on that tape, it's pretty exciting. And another guy that that Mel Tucker can hang his hat on of. Uh, coming in late in the process and and getting some good players in town. So uh, really excited for the way this thing's panning out. Again, a couple more commitments coming uh, coming through the pipeline here. Rashawn Benny in a couple weeks. We'll have to look out for that one. He's a four-star defensive tackle. That would be a huge get for this staff. 
Uh, but we'll keep following that and we'll keep updating you if there's any other news. But yeah, AJ Kirk, welcome to East Lansing. Really excited uh, for his ability. And now we have, you know, one kind of interesting note here is that is the fifth defensive back that was signed um, in this class. You have Antoine Booth, you have Charles Brantley, you have Michael Gravely, you have Javon Grigsby, and you have A.J. Kirk. So um, I'm not sure really what that says about roster construction, about, you know, maybe some of these guys are going to change positions. I have no idea. But recruiting five defensive backs in one class, it's an interesting move for sure. Uh, And who knows, A.J. Kirk, he played around the line of scrimmage quite a bit from what I saw on his tape. He's 6'1", 200 pounds already. Uh, maybe that's a guy you can move down to an outside linebacker um, you know, and play kind of that Antoine Simmons role of a, a smaller, faster linebacker that can fly around the field. So I, I don't know uh, what, what the plan is, but five defensive backs in one class is definitely interesting. We'll, we'll say that. So let's get to these hot takes. Like I said, uh, follow at Standing Room MSU on Twitter. Um, head over to the the Only Colors page on Reddit. That's the Michigan State Sports Reddit page. Um, and, of course, Standing Room Spartans on Instagram as well. I sent out a call for hot takes. And you guys, uh, looks like, gave me some good ones. So we're going to react to those here on the podcast. Um, really quick though, while we're talking about Twitter, make sure you follow and keep an eye on it. If you want to send the alerts, uh, because we have the superlatives coming up, I got everything finalized. I got the nominees. Um, we're going to put that out on Twitter on Friday. So make sure you take a peek. Um, it'll either be Friday morning or afternoon. I'm, I'm trying to decide what would be best in terms of the following, um, Friday morning or afternoon. Keep an eye out for that. We'll get the superlatives. You guys can get your fan votes in. You can make your comments and we'll read anything out on the pod that, that you mentioned there. Um, but Monday will be the superlatives episode where we're going through. I, I have, again, a ton of, ca- of uh, categories. We have um, who's going to be the the breakout player, who's going to be the surprise player, who's going to be the the backup that's starting by the end of the year. Uh, who's the best athlete on the team? Who's uh, uh, blanking off the top of my head? There's like 16 categories. We got four nominees for every category. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got the Kirk Cousins Can't Live Without Him Award. That's always a good one. Uh, but we'll have a lot of fun with that. So keep an eye out Friday, this Friday. So in uh, tomorrow, as you're listening to this, we'll be going through the voting on Twitter. Monday is when we'll air that episode Wednesday of next week, we'll give you a bonus episode. That's going to be the full predictions for the the Michigan State and the Big Ten in 2020. Next Thursday will be the Rutgers preview. So um, you get a bonus episode next week. So, of course, you're listening. Today's Thursday. Next week, Monday, superlatives. Wednesday, season preview and predictions. Thursday, Rutgers preview and we're going to dive into that game so uh, really excited we're almost there right around the corner 10 days uh, or nine days I guess as you're listening to this 10 days as I'm recording it Um, so really excited Anthony Williams days away from MSU football let's get into these hot takes man I'm really excited to see what you guys have come up with and we'll start with Mason at Mason SBV Spartan Dogs will start the season four and one. Week two will be decided by single digits. 
Tuck Common. Uh, whoa. Uh, okay. Starting off hot for sure. Um, so, of course, week two, the Michigan game being decided by single digits. Um, he didn't say if it's a win or a loss by single digits. By the way, Mason, I know you're listening. Um, so you got the first, what, five games of the year. We're going to start four and one. You have Rutgers, you have Michigan, you have at Iowa, you have Indiana at home, and you have at Maryland. I I don't hate it. And you know what, Mason? Say it with your chest. Why why not five and one? What, what about Northwestern, Mason? Huh? Um, yeah, I, I really don't hate it. Rutgers, Maryland wins, right? Uh Iowa, I'm pretty down on Iowa this year. I, they lost their quarterback. They lost a lot on their defense. And there was a lot of turmoil going on in that program all offseason. They lost their strength and conditioning coach that's been there for like 45 years. There's a lot going on in that program. Uh, Michigan, hey, decided by single digits, according to Mason. Uh, so we'll be writing that one. And Indiana, look, I love Indiana this year. They got a lot of experience. They got a head coach that I really like in Tom Allen. But we've never seen Indiana really put it all together, and we beat them last year. Well, I don't see any reason why we can't beat them again this year. So um, why not extend that, though? Five and one. Come on, Mason. Say it with your chest. Northwestern, that's a win, baby. So four and one to start the year. Week two decided by single digits. Tuck coming. Starting off hot from Mason. Next up, we got Spartan 18770. Uh, definitely not a bot. Spartan 18770 says, Trayvon Morgan has eight touchdown grabs for the green and white this season, thus making him rookie of the year for the team. So I guess two parts to break down here. Trayvon Morgan with eight touchdown catches this year. There's, of course, playing nine games. So that's basically a touchdown every game. Uh, let's see. The last few years here, the team leader in touchdowns. So Cody White last year with six touchdowns. In how many games did Cody White play last year? I know he missed a couple. It's not showing me on sportsreference.com. So uh, six touchdowns in, I don't know, let's call it 10 games or something like that. Uh, that was last year with six, 2018. The team leader was, it looks like again, Cody white, faster laptop, faster laptop, faster laptop. No, Felton Davis, excuse me. Felton Davis was four in 2018. This is not looking good for you. Spartan bot. Uh, let's see here. 2017 Felton Davis with nine touchdowns. Okay. So Felton Davis, 2019, had nine touchdowns. Uh, but, of course, that was in a 13-game season. And Trayvon Morgan to have eight touchdowns in the nine-game 2020 season. You know what? I love it. Trayvon Morgan, he's six foot seven, 230 pounds. We've talked about it 100 times. Just throw that ball in the end zone, and he'll find a way to go get it. Um, so, I, I look, eight touchdowns is a lot. Uh, but I, I don't mind that prediction. Again, we ask for hot takes, not uh, not warm takes, not not lukewarm, cool takes. This is a hot take for sure. Now, rookie of the year, uh, we're we're assuming that 
we're talking about freshmen or redshirt freshmen. Uh, that that would be kind of the base that I would go on. Trayvon Morgan as a redshirt freshman. So in that sense, who would be his competition? You have probably Spencer Brown at right tackle. You have maybe Peyton Thorne or Theo Day at quarterback. You have Michael Fletcher, defensive end. Let's see, uh, Kalon Gervin, you could include in that. I believe he's a red shirt, fresh, red shirt sophomore. No, that's uh, Kalon Gervin's uh, been in the program for a couple years. Um, I don't hate it. Rookie of the year. So again, I, your, your candidates would probably be Michael Fletcher, Spencer Brown, and and the quarterbacks. So if if you're thinking Rocky Lombardi is going to be the starter, uh, then then why not Trayvon Morgan being the rookie of the year this year in his redshirt freshman season, grabbing eight touchdown passes in nine games. Spartan one eight seven seven zero, definitely not a bot. I love that prediction. Uh, still on Twitter here, Alex C Bass. Oh, I love this one, baby. A-S-A Bella 22 uh, at on Twitter. Tyler Hunt cements himself as the second string tight end over Matt Dotson. You said you wanted hot. I didn't say I, I did indeed say I wanted hot. Um <laughs> look, um probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Like they, they seem to like him. Everything I've seen there, the tight ends coach was on a zoom conference the other day and, and he said that he's doing really well there. Um, but you got Trent Gillison. Of course, we're assuming he's going to be the number one, uh, Adam Berghorst, Matt Dotson, Parks Gissinger. Uh, these are all guys that have some playing time that I expect to be in the mix there. Tyler Hunt, former punter to second string tight end on a team that is probably going to use the tight ends quite a bit. That would be a hell of a story. And I can only imagine that every broadcaster for every game is going to talk about that every time he goes on the field. So uh, that would be one that'd be really fun for like the first two, three, maybe weeks of the season. And then by the end of the year, when we have a new broadcast crew and they're talking about this brand new story about Tyler Hunt, the former punter, that would get really annoying. So, um, no, I like it. Alex Seabass, Tyler Hunt, second string tight end. Uh, let's see. Still going on Twitter here. Sparty recruits at Sparty underscore season S Z N Trey Mosley re- leads the team in receptions. Um, that's what I predicted in our, uh, stat prediction with Scott last week. Uh, yeah, that was last week. So I don't, I don't really think it's a hot take. He has the most receptions of any returning wide receiver. So look, I, yeah, probably not really a hot take. I, I agree. I think you'll probably be right. Um, we're looking for a little bit more heat, though, Sparty recruits. A little bit more heat on the hot takes. Trey Mosley leads the team in receptions. What's next? Eli Collins leads the team in rushing yards. I love it. No, uh, no it's a good pick. Like I said, that's that's what I gave you in my stat predictions. Who's going to lead the team in catches? So Trey Mosley, um, good pick there. Luke Baker at LW Baker 33. 
our guy, he he gives us something just about every time we ask for it on Twitter. Um, and I, I really appreciate his continued support. Um, and, and this one, it looks like I'm going to need, need to do some research because he says Michigan State offense rank is at least 40 spots higher than last year. Um, he says last year was 104. So we're going to do some bad radio here and look this thing up. 2019 NCAA total offense rankings. So if he says Michigan State was 104, which sounds about right, it was definitely not good, whatever it was. Um, Let's see, team offense 2019. Of course, you're going to have LSU number one by like a country mile. Michigan State 104. Um, what are they doing this by points or yards? Total offense. Looks like we're doing this by some combination of all things. That makes things really confusing. Let's do this by yards, okay? Total yards per game. Michigan State comes in at number 94, just to make this a little easier. Uh, 40 spots ahead. So 372.9, 373 yards a game last year is 94. We bumped that bad boy up 40 spots. 54 is the North Texas mean green at 419 yards per game. So if we were to jump up 40 spots in uh, offensive yards, that would be basically what? 50, an extra 50 yards a game, almost exactly. So uh, for Luke Baker's prediction here to be true on the yards uh, side of it, you're looking for an extra 50 yards a game, which a couple more third down conversions, um, you know, that's, it's a lot. It's not, it's not a small amount, but, but it's definitely gettable, right? 50 yards a game. That's just a couple more third downs. Keep a couple more drives alive, and you, you can reach that. And if we go by points, let's see, by points, Michigan State in 2019 was 104. Maybe that's what they were going by. I was looking at something bad here. Okay, so 104, jumping up 40 spots. If my math is correct, we're looking at the 64th team, which is Kent State. At 29.2, Michigan State at 22.7. So almost exactly another touchdown a game. So if we're going by yards or if we're going by points, you're looking for an extra 50 yards and a touchdown every game. I, man, that that's actually pretty spicy. And a touchdown a game improvement while losing your starting quarterback and your, your two leading receivers, right? We like we we all love the wide receivers in this uh, on this team. I do for sure. Uh, Scott and I have talked about it. I think I had them number one in my position group rankings. But when you look at it on paper, uh, of saying this team is going to lose the starting quarterback, it's going to lose its number one, number two, number four, and number five wide receiver or uh, receiving leaders. It's going to lose, uh, eh, I guess that's about it. Yeah, that's all, right? Just four of your top five receivers and your quarterback. And it's going to increase its out output by 50 yards and a touchdown every week. Um, yeah, that's certainly bold. That's certainly a hot take. 
but I, I don't see any reason it's impossible. Um, as long as you find a steady quarterback that can get the job done there, but that's pretty hot. Uh, an extra touchdown a game, man. That's, I don't know about that. Uh, it's a pretty tough schedule too, in terms of defenses that we're going to be playing. Um, this is one where you better hope we, we really lay the hammer down on Maryland and put up like 42 points. That'll, that'll probably be the swing game here because there's going to be a couple games. I think Michigan, I think Ohio state, I think Penn state, even Northwestern that we're going to really struggle to put points on the board, but you better hope that Maryland, we just blow the doors off of them and, and it becomes a boat race. You better hope Indiana is is like a back and forth, like 35-38 finish, something like that. Um, it's certainly possible. If I had to predict it right now, I'd, I would take the field. But that's that's a bold take. 40 spots from 104 doesn't seem too hot. But when you're adding 50 yards and a touchdown every single week without your starting quarterback and without four of your top five receivers, yikes. Okay. Uh, from Kevin Collins on Twitter, he actually started off with a basketball one. I, I, I won't really react to this, but he says Aaron Henry makes an all American and all defensive team. Appreciate that. Uh, but he also said we will see, let's see. Okay. We see three or more quarterbacks play this year, three or more Noah Kim, baby. It's, it's Noah Kim season. Scott will be very pleased to hear that. Um, but look, I, I talked about this on Monday's episode, uh, I, I think at least two quarterbacks are going to play in that week one Rutgers game. So three or more this season, I don't really hate it. Um, I, I think that that's a pretty likely situation, to be completely honest. Um, and I did ask him who takes the first snap and who takes the last snap of the season just to see um, who we would give. He said Rocky takes the first snap, Peyton Thorne takes the last snap. That's kind of my dream scenario to be honest so I, I i'm liking where kevin's head's at here great kevin's think alike and we're on the same boat and we are moving on here to owen holy shit what is your last name owen stuchowski um yeah i guess i'm polish and if i were to read that name in polish it would be owen suhaskia but I, I'm guessing that's not how you pronounce it. I don't. It doesn't really look like a Polish name. Something Slovak. Um, okay. Well, Owen on Twitter says Collins has ten touchdowns and wins the Big Ten Running Back of the Year. Ten touchdowns in nine games. Again, guys, I, I don't think we're really remembering here that we're playing a nine-game schedule. Um, again, we go back a couple years here. 2017, LJ Scott led the team in touchdowns with eight. 2018, we had Connor Hayward lead the team with five touchdowns. And last year, of course, it was Eli Collins. I believe it was five touchdowns. It was five touchdowns. So you're asking Eli Collins to go out there in fewer games and double his touchdown output. Probably not. Uh, but running back of the year in the big time, that part I can definitely see, uh, your, your competition off the top of my head is probably going to be Trey Sermon at Ohio state transferred in from Oklahoma. You got Stevie Scott at Indiana. 
You got, um, let's see, uh, Mohamed Ibrahim at Minnesota. That's a good player up there. Journey Brown at Penn State. You have whatever running back is going to plug into Wisconsin this year. And that's, I mean, that's all that really comes to mind. So a lot of the good running backs, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, these guys are gone. So that, that kind of opens a void up. And I think Eli Collins absolutely has a shot at that Big Ten running back of the year. So I love that part of it. Ten touchdowns, probably not going to happen, but Big Ten running back of the year, I like that. And the last one on Twitter, Jason at MSU1Gator says, Elijah Collins will be the second best running back in the Big Ten this year, maybe even number one. Jason, we're asking for hot takes, my brother. Let's let's just go on and say number one. Why say number two? Why number two? Who's, who's going to be ahead of him? Give me the name. Journey Brown, Trey Sermon, Muhammad Ibrahim. Don't give me number two. Give me number one. Eli Collins, number one. Let's go. Um, So that's it for Twitter here. I'm going to move over to Reddit again. uh, The Twitter at Standing Room MSU. Again, the Reddit page, The Only Colors. If you're looking for a little bit more Michigan State sports discussion. Again, I am a moderator over there. Um, it's, It's a lot of fun. It's Sometimes it's a little bit slow. Uh, there, there aren't a whole lot of new posts, you know, on a daily basis. But when there are posts, there's some good discussions that come out of it. So we'll definitely hit those here. And we will start with MM underscore Spartan. Hot take. We're going to break even and go four and four better than the two or three wins most expect us to have. Um, so four and four going into the the ninth game, of course. Uh, that's I, we're going to talk about my predictions. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. I don't want to spoil anything. I like the take. Um, the responses here. I'd be happy with four and four. Um, there, there's some good conversation here about like how crazy this has been so far everywhere else. Right, the Big Twelve. You see Oklahoma, Texas losing games. The SEC has been crazy. LSU's like one in two and still ranked in the top 20 or something. Um, there's a chance for carnage this year. I think Ohio State is one of those teams where we've seen Clemson, Alabama. These teams are just rolling. They're just good. They're better than everyone else. It doesn't matter who is out on COVID. It doesn't matter that the lack of planning. They're just better. And I think we'll see that with Ohio State. But with everyone else, man, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, I think these teams are all beatable in a normal year, and this year especially. So I think that there is going to be some carnage. MM Spartan says we're going to break even and go four and four. I love it. Mirror Wave 13. Uh, let's see. We will win a game or two. We have no business winning. Think like Michigan or Penn State and lose a game or two that we have no business losing. Think Maryland or Northwestern or gulp, Rutgers. Chaos reigns. We manage a winning record and have no idea how the hell we got there. Are we good? Are we lucky? Who knows? Um, I love this one uh, because it goes right into what we were just talking about, right? It's going to be carnage. It's going to be chaos. And uh, whatever happens, I, I would not be surprised if we beat a Michigan. If we beat Penn State, I would be surprised. But it wouldn't be the most shocking results in the world. Um, and, and again, if we lose to a Maryland, if we lose to a Northwestern, if we lose to a Rutgers, I'll be very disappointed. I'll be angry. I'll be critical of the staff because I, I think those are games that you have to win. But 
I wouldn't be completely shocked, I guess. Um, so I like that one. Uh, at Rattus375 says, our offense is better than our defense. With all the young talent in the receivers and O-line and a great running back, we might finally have a good offense the year after our elite defense graduated. Um, man, this is this is something Coach Mack and I actually talked about with this defense. It's it's tough because I one, I love the staff. The the defensive coaching staff is unbelievable. You have Trestle getting like demoted to a position coach after being a, a really high level coordinator for what five, six years. You have Scotty Hazelton coming in. I love that higher. Harlan Barnett is back. Ron Burton's coaching the defensive line. I love this defensive coaching staff. But you look at the last few years, man, there was Kenny Willekes, there was Joe Bocci, there was Josiah Scott, there was Andrew Dowell. There, there was a lot of players, and we're losing out on a lot of that, and it's kind of a fresh start on the defensive side. Jacob Panishuk is kind of the only holdover it seems like from that kind of era um i know antoine simmons i know xavier henderson but when you think about kind of that era of of michigan state defenses he's really the one that stands out as somebody who's still there so that's interesting to me but the offense being better than the defense we haven't seen that since 2014 so that that would be really interesting and and it would mean that again it would mean that we found a quarterback but I do love these skill players, and I, and I do love the pieces we have on this offensive line if we can stay healthy. So I like that take. Um, let's see here. Eddie Deli, Eddie Deli, Eddie Dell or Eddie Deli says overtime against Indiana. <laughs> and I asked him, overtime win or overtime loss? And he just says, no idea who wins, but I have a feeling they'll be tied at the end of regulation. So um, that's a weird hot take, but. You know, he thinks the Indiana game will go into overtime. Um, my advice for Eddie, just go to Vegas and see if they'll put you out a ticket for that because he'll probably get some pretty good odds. Just, hey, this random game in week four is going to go to overtime. Mark my words. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Sam, I am 32. Since we have a new coach, I'm glad this is a short season. That's not a hot take. That's just a, a observation. We have Look Alive 07. Rocky Lombardi actually plays well. That that's a hot take. No, look, we I talked about it last week. Rocky Lombardi, maybe the circumstances, not even maybe the circumstances were never in his favor to to really produce and be a starting quarterback at Michigan State. The whole Brian Lewerke situation, is he playing? Is he not playing? Is he injured? Is he healthy? It was a nightmare, and I think the coaching staff is to blame for, for most of that. So we've seen a bit of Rocky. It hasn't looked good, but the circumstances have never been in his favor. So would it really shock me if he came out and played well? Not that much, uh, to be honest. Um, there's a couple comments here. <laughs> Uh, there was a very bold prediction. He said Rocky Lombardi actually plays well, dot, 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 as a punter. Um, that's, hey, come on, guys, be nice. Um, let's see here. Empty Yellow Hat says, I hate to say it, but 0-6. Uh, I'm not sure if he's predicting that the season will get cut off after six games due to COVID or that um, – he doesn't maybe know that there's a nine game schedule. I don't know. Oh, and six, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Like 
I I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what has gotten into this fan base that we we accept a reality where that is normal. Like I, I've gotten into a couple Twitter arguments and Reddit arguments where it's like, look, this team is so much as much as we have lost over the last few years, and as much as our recruiting has tailed off a little bit, this team is so much more talented than Rutgers. This team is so much more talented than Maryland. This team is so much more talented than Northwestern. Like, really, really, guys, 0-6, come on. Like, I, It's a hot take, I, but come on, man. Keep the faith. And uh, the last one here is good. Uh, Kyle K.S. Park says, My favorite part of this thread is that no one seems to be aware that we will actually play nine games. Uh, which yeah is something I've talked about, man. He's going for eight t- eight receiving touchdowns, ten rushing touchdowns. This guy says we're going zero and six. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody realizes there's a nine game schedule. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for this season. Um, again, follow at Standing Room MSU on Twitter tomorrow, Friday, either the morning or the afternoon. I'll I'll tweet a warning. Before we get going, we're going to open up the voting for the superlatives. Maybe I'll do like one every 30 minutes. Um, It'll be the the category and the four nominees for each category. So, for example, we have the Kirk Cousins can't live without him this year. It's basically, you know, we thought about Kirk Cousins, the guy that that program needed so desperately. We could not live without him being the starting quarterback. He he was the catalyst for so much. So who's that guy this year that we just, if we lose him to, to an injury, if he were to, you know, I don't know, decide to opt out, something like that, that this team might fall apart without him. Um, we have the best athlete. We have all the all kinds of stuff. So keep an eye out for that. If you want to set alerts to make sure you get your voice heard, um, but, you know, feel free to comment, to reply to any of the votes that we'll make sure we read them off on the air. That'll be Monday's episode will be uh, the superlative awards. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we'll start previewing this season. So I can't wait uh, again. Follow on Twitter at Standing Room MSU, the Reddit page, uh, the only colors. There's like four or five thousand people on there. It's a good time. Um, you have uh, on Instagram at Standing Room Spartans. Have yourselves a phenomenal Thursday. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. And I am very excited to see your input on our superlatives that we have laid out for you. So we'll see you Monday. Take care, folks.